Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the second and last part of our full interview with Eleanor Hill from TMI. Eleanor is an editor at TMI and host of the Treasury podcast out there, the Treasury Cast. She interviews corporate treasurers, bankers, fintech founders, system vendors, but also writes articles, helps organizing treasury events, and is in close contact with the NTAs, the National Treasury Associations. Needless to say, she is the person to talk to for treasury-related topics and trends, which is what we talk about in this episode. In the episode of today, expect to learn the importance of networking in treasury and how to get started. The takes of Eleanor on how the different actors in the treasury world, banks, system vendors, consulting firms, and so on, can collaborate to bring more value to their clients. The role of NTAs, such as the EACT, European Association of Corporate Treasurers, IACT, the Irish Association of Corporate Treasurers, and so on, in the treasury markets. Why TMI keeps a close relationship with those associations and much, much more. We hope you enjoy the last piece of our conversation with Eleanor. And if that is the case, please consider leaving us a review. Reviews are the best way to grow as a podcast. We've noticed that you have been quite a few to rate us on Spotify. So thank you very much for that. Also, if you would like to reach out to us, LinkedIn is the place to be. We are now being quite active on this platform, so if you have questions, a topic you would like us to break down in an episode, or even a guest you would like to recommend, search for Corporate Treasury 101 on LinkedIn and just reach out. We would be pleased to answer your messages. With all that being said, please welcome Eleanor Hill. And um, so continuing on, on people, actually, and maybe that's the, that's the proper transition. Um, I would like to, uh, to touch upon networks uh, and networking in treasury, Eleanor. Would you say that developing and maintaining uh, a network is important in treasury? And whether the answer is yes or no, uh, why so? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'd say absolutely yes, but mm-hmm. I kind of have to caveat that because I'm a massive introvert um, and networking is my absolute nightmare. So if you're someone like me who hates networking events and would rather just be in your own bubble, it can seem like an absolute nightmare. But it's important for a number of reasons to kind of build connections with other people. So it's knowledge sharing, first of all, particularly at the kind of NTA level. Um, It's seeing best practice from other people, but also learning how not to approach something. So treasurers are a great bunch and they're very friendly and they'll quite happily tell you how a project has gone and what went right and what went wrong. Um, And I think that's probably one of the most important things is that knowledge sharing, but also for moral support, because treasury can be a really tough job. Um, There's an awful lot on your plate. And sometimes it's just nice to talk to someone who who knows what it's like um, and kind of can just support you through something or give you a bit of mentorship on the side, but they actually understand how it is to to be a treasurer, to have all those pressures on you. So yes, it's absolutely important to develop it and maintain it to make regular contact. But I understand it's a lot easier for some people than for others. Yeah. So, so. 
as an introvert, then do you have any tips for people? To, what's your, how do you get yourself going as an introvert? Email. And <laughs> for <laughs> so I, I do use LinkedIn absolutely loads. So um, even if I've been to a conference, like I'll get the delegate list in advance and I'll target maybe a couple of people that I'll go and speak to. I accept myself or, you know, I've got to go and speak to these three people. I'll be okay, do that. Or get through that excruciating moment with maybe a glass of wine. Um, and then the rest of them that I haven't managed to reach out to, I'll kind of connect with on LinkedIn and say, oh, so sorry, I didn't have time to meet you at XYZ conference, but, and kind of take it from there. So, you know, limit the, the human contact if that's difficult and use the online resources because they're there. But that's that's super funny because you, you've you hosted um, if, if I'm not mistaken hundreds of podcasts by now <laughs> so you so you obviously interact with many many people treasury and, and and broader I know. Uh, but and I guess that's a good leverage as well right to get in touch with people have a discussion yeah. with them in a defined context and frame yeah um, so it doesn't sound as much like as a treasury or network event where you Absolutely. Yeah, should yeah, describe yeah. a bit more as as an extraordinary. Yeah, I do find it really exhausting. And I think that's one of <laughs> if you're an introvert, you don't get energy from other people. It kind of makes you tired being with other people. So I'm super antisocial when we go to treasury events, even treasury events that we host. If I'm moderating a panel or whatever, I do all of that. Maybe do like half an hour networking up. But I, everyone knows by now that I will go back to my hotel room. I'm so I'll not going for the drink, so I will not do that. I just need time to go and like recharge and also to process things. So my my thought process is always very sort of considered, and I'm not one of those people who likes to be on the spot thinking about things. Whatever, I always like to have time to prepare. So this is why I was happy that you you sent me some questions in advance to have a think about and not put me on the spot too much. My uh, my great pleasure. But now I also understand a little bit more the um, zero presence at the office, hundred percent remote work. <laughs> that <laughs> that aligns a bit with that. With the introduction, I guess. Okay, but uh, super clear. And so moving on this networking aspect, how um how do you see and how can the different actors in the treasury world? So I'm talking about banks, system vendors, associations, as you just mentioned. Um, we touched upon consultants as well. How all those actors um, can collaborate to bring value to their clients by collaborating and networking. Is, yeah. there, is it something here? I think we're seeing a lot more partnerships. So that's mm -hmm. formal arrangements with fintech banks. And then there's the kind of the more informal collaboration. So things like treasury think tanks, some of the banks will organize all of their corporate clients um, and a lot more co-creation as well. So it's a lot more two-way, but I still think it's quite compartmentalized and I'd love to see it go a little bit deeper. Um, and dare I say, set aside some rivalries for the good of the profession. Um, so if we think about kind of specific issues like KYC, I know that treasurers would love more coordination between banks on that particular area. And it's very difficult, but it never seems to happen. So I'd love to see a little bit more kind of a little deeper collaboration. And it also goes for the treasury publishing world, because there's some organizations that act very competitively or they're very territorial in the publishing world, when actually it would be great to work together and get a little bit more reach. So yeah, I'd love to push the boundaries of that a little bit. I don't know how we go about it. That's the challenge. Um, but 
if, if people are open for working together a bit more at a deeper level, that will be excellent going forward. So maybe, well, maybe it's going to have to you know, face some more networking. Um, but I think it's, get, it's getting people together in a room and having really candid conversations. And that's that sort of feel far between in Treasury because you're normally in some kind of formal setting where people are afraid to share, like I said, mm-hmm. what went wrong or or they find it difficult to voice their concerns because they're worried about upsetting a certain person or something. So it's almost like you need to have a, a gloves off type event where, you know, what what goes on tour stays on tour kind of thing. Um, and you can just have those very, very candid conversations. That would be amazing. That would be my wish for the profession. Yeah, for the um, it's super interesting. The the one you mentioned around KYC. So I, I spent a little bit of time in, in the in the banking environment, and KYC is a pain. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but so, what what do you mean exactly? The banks could collaborate uh, further together yeah, exactly. to like centralize this KYC information because there is there is a huge data privacy issue here. Yeah. So is it part of the fintechs that you mentioned that are in the yes. back end of the that's super interesting. Um, okay. One... Oh, sorry, guys, just to jump in. What can can you explain KYC a little bit for me? Yeah, <laughs> it's know your customer. So it's essentially what the banks go through when they're onboarding anyone into the bank. So it's like providing all of your ID and who are your bank signatories, who can authorize payments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for every bank, it's different. So every treasurer is providing all these different documents to different banks and they might be asked like three or four times by different parts of the bank for different information. And then when someone who's a signatory leaves, then they have to update that information. And it's just a real ongoing pain because it's not standardized across the bank. And so SWIFT have been doing a lot of work with their KYC registry and trying to get that other way, but it's taking time because of the enormity of it. And there are fintechs that are coming into this space. One of them is associated with ING. So it's called ID, which is C-O-O-R-P-I-D. Um, and that is on the Innovation Lab. And they're doing an amazing job of trying to make everything easier. But it's associated with ING. But crucially, they've opened it up to other banks. Um, and it's now kind of just getting that momentum. What it needs is for more banks to push behind it um, so there's a, a kernel there and it's making really good progress but it needs other banks to explain very interesting so, so what's tmi doing in this space eleanor i think that's one of your yeah. mission statements in a yeah. way right to to foster those conversations yeah the thing about us is that we're lucky because we're kind of an independent body sitting in the middle almost like a mediator like so we can connect those different treasury stakeholders across the globe but we can also sometimes give banks that kind of feedback so we can listen to treasurers we can anonymize the the issues that they're having and we can take that to the banks and say look you know you're not doing well enough here i have had a conversation with one bank actually was on kyc where i was speaking with a couple of corporates and they were saying well we chose bank xyz over bank abc because bank abc's kyc was just such a nightmare so you know i went to to bank abc and i said well do you know that you're actually losing business because of this like obviously not naming any names um and you know then they've gone away and go okay we really really need to work on this and they have so we're in that position of being able to kind of sit between and be a neutral party and, and facilitate those conversations and things going forward. That's super interesting. So 
I mean, it's it's also cool that you guys have that authority that they actually listen as well. So I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. I come from. I think it comes from a we've got a, a good history um, in the market. We have a lot of great connections. We have direct lines into people we text by the bank, but also to treasurers who speak to us candidly because they trust us. So there's a there's an issue with all media, um, and as soon as you. Tell someone you're, that you're a journalist. They're like, oh, and they're actually going to be going and selling private stories to like really bad newspapers. And like, that's totally not what TMI does. It's not really what any B2B media does. So the aim is for us is to talk about what's going on in the industry in terms of progression and, and how we can make the profession better. It's not about, you know, gossipy stories, etc. So I think it's having that position of trust. Uh, that comes from our the quality of our content um the fact that we always quote check with people so if you're working with you everything will come to you to check that you're happy with it before it goes anywhere and also that we say kind of no to overt sales pitches so i'm (laughs) i'm it's quite funny because people think i'm quite gentle and quite calm which i generally am Probably something that I I don't like or I don't feel comfortable with. I will absolutely speak up about it. So most of the time, like ninety nine percent of the time, we write all of our own content. Very occasionally, back to the say, or can we use you as a channel just to push out this content? And um, sometimes it's great, no problems, just make a few tweaks. Other times, it's just a pure sales pitch. And at that point, I go back to them and I say. Honestly, I don't think anyone's going to read this. I don't think it's, you don't think you're going to get value for money out of it. And so it's kind of having that censorship, if you like, and the ability to gatekeep the quality that, that gives us that trusted reputation. Well, that's why I hope. That's super nice. Super interesting. And I've kind of waffled on there a lot about what I'm seeing and what we're doing at DMI, but I'm kind of conscious that, that you guys see a lot of different things as well. So tell me about building treasury networks from your perspective and whether you've got any top tips for introverts like me <laughs> but so we're happy that uh, we are seeing the same things um apparently so that, that's already great news um i i was gonna say like to create and develop a network one of the very good tips is to create a podcast um which you're already doing i mean you're hosting uh quite some good episodes as well um but so definitely that has been, I mean, that has been a game changer for us um, initially. So jokes aside, uh, we wanted to create something together with Sam and I. Uh, I was curious about treasury um, and we were like, okay, we are both huge fans of podcasts. Uh, we consume a lot of it. So like, why not creating something like this and see where it goes? Yeah. And we ended up talking to more and more amazing people. I mean, literally at the beginning, the episodes were just between the two of us. And we quickly interviewed people that we knew. I saw uh, Ellen Lowers, who was my former manager, uh, Daniel Sanchez uh, from a, a big FMCG company. Then we got Mike Richards on the show um, that gave us quite some exposure. And then we, it's funny to see how much uh, people are keen on talking about treasury, yeah. uh, ultra positively responsive. I mean, we really do not struggle at all finding guests because everybody wants to talk about treasury, spread the world, um, and are super keen. And, so we do this obviously completely for free. I think that's, that goes back a little bit to what you were telling about the over um content. Yeah. Creating content for free uh, and proposing it for free is, I think, great to develop your network, first of all, because you get in 
in touch with people within the treasury world, but people also see and get value from you completely for free. And that, that gives you a certain authority, right? I'm not saying that we are there yet, um, but it's definitely one of the way. So yeah, creating a podcast is, is a good way. And more generally, creating contents, whatever you are. I'm thinking about consultancy firms, um, banks, and you mentioned it with the, the different collaboration they were doing and like starting to do knowledge sharing sessions or panel discussions. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, that's something we see more and more. And that's that's great strategy to spread the world, bring value uh, in form on treasury. And we, we mentioned it, right? The chat GPT thing, uh, what can be done with that? Um, like, let's discuss it. Let's sit down with the AI professionals, with treasury people who, who like to find some new ways of doing and automating stuff. So yeah, that's, that's one I have in mind. Um, what, what do you think, Sam? Do you, do you have other um, trends in mind? I mean, I mean, I can, I can be more generic about like networking in general. I think, I mean, you mentioned it really nicely actually, Eleanor, earlier when you said about um, just like, for example, I think you mentioned something interesting, which was you, you put time limits on how much you were networking even. So you said like, oh, I'll just go for <laughs> half an hour or, or do something like this, which is, I mean, I would self-identify as an extrovert. I think I get a lot of energy from talking to people, but I still feel anxiety a lot of the time as well. I think everyone does to a certain degree. Um, and I think it's just about, you know, just doing the bare minimum going up and saying hello without actually talking about treasury, yeah. um, offering someone a biscuit, you know, something like this just gets the ball rolling a lot of the time. Yeah, um, just break the ice. Yeah, just break the ice and then not have a conversation about treasury or a professional conversation at all with the first two, three, five people you speak to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe when you're warmed up a little bit, you can start actually delving into it. So I think that's definitely one, but I think it's just generally about putting yourself out there, right? Again, I think I echo Guillaume's point. That's what we did with the podcast was just sort of putting ourselves out there. Um, and then just generally, wherever you go, there's no harm. People are just generally nice, yeah. I find, especially in treasury. <laughs> yeah, I've worked in other parts of finance. I wouldn't say treasury. <laughs> it's less so. <laughs> and they... Altham, yeah, Altham yeah. Elder, which will who are the worst? Is it the accountants? I heard treasury is like accountants. No, I'd like to all the accountants there were like were lovely. It was all on the trading side probably when they were I see. Uh, okay. characters <laughs> typically saying maybe difficult to be a woman in that in that uh, industry. Treasurers are lovely and uh, yeah, there's always interesting things to say. sometimes we try and uh, get treasurers to submit exciting photos to to go in the mag if we're doing a program. <laughs> and I was one guy he told us all about these amazing holidays that he'd been on and he sent in photos of him stroking a cheetah <laughs> like okay well, how are we going to get better from here so we always try and get a bit competitive people like well this is what we've had in the past so what are we going to send us in terms of a photo which is always fun and then i find that if anyone has a dog then you can speak about them i know probably more about certain treasure with dogs than I do about great great but yeah common ground right that, that's yeah. what it is I think that's that's the basics of conversation in general I think another one that I will touch on that Gil mentioned I think in, in a way as well which is give before you take I think everything Gil and I have done we've always focused on giving yeah. to whoever we can in whatever way we can whether that's you know offering to do some work uh, for free or whatever or um, offering to give a shout out or putting people in touch with each other, being that mm -hmm. um, point of connection. I think, I, I'm, again, it's already been mentioned a couple of times, Mike 
Mike Richard from the treasury recruitment company, that's, he's just amazing at that. Um, I think we were really blown away working with him. And then just how many times he would just keep throwing people our way and saying, hey, by the way, um, you know, Hussam and Guillaume are doing a great job with Corporate Treasury 101. You should talk to them about this. And then we just get an email in, you know, like, uh, and then we get a contact straight away. And just, um, and we appreciate that a lot. It made us want to give back as much as possible, Yeah, which was a lesson for us, which is just go around giving and, and the universe gives back. Yeah. Without <laughs> exactly. Without expecting yeah. to receive. Indeed, just go out to give. Yeah, people are worried like that. Um, me, from my freelance point of view, so doing freelance writing work outside of TMI, and most of the time I'm like way too busy with TMI stuff, so I don't do much. But I'll inevitably refer to another journalist, so I say, "Oh, you could try X, Y, Z, or whoever," and uh, they're always surprised that I've referred them on to another journalist. They're like, "Well, why? I'm not going to take the work, so I'd much rather that you know someone else has that opportunity, and these are really good people." Uh, so yeah, yeah. pay it forward, we. Wow, and you are embodying the the advice you were giving earlier, which is collaborate even with competition to uh, to yeah. create more value. So that's uh, that's beautiful. Okay. Um, and maybe going back to this uh, networking and the because I think that's part of the of the work and the mission statement of associations and treasury associations, yeah. right? Uh, connecting treasurers within um, regions, countries, and so on. Uh, we'd like to explore a little bit the topic of uh, those treasury associations. So you mentioned EACT earlier, uh, a European Association of Corporate yeah. Treasurers. I'm going to name a few just so our listeners have uh, have those names in mind. Um, we have also the ATEB, which is the Association des Trésoriers d'Entreprise Belge. It's this equivalent of EACT, but really focused on Belgium. IACT, I believe, is quite active as well, uh, the Irish associations um, and so on. So what are their roles and or missions exactly? And what do they stand for uh, in that regard? Now, the NTAs, they do an absolutely amazing job. I just want to take a, a minute to kind of shout out to all of the people who run them behind the scenes. A lot of them are doing it alongside day jobs and it's, it takes a huge amount of organization and they do an amazing job at it. It's kind of making treasury a real profession in certain countries. So it might be exams. They're responsible for special exams. They mm. have networks. They have a lot of knowledge sharing. It's also about building the future of treasury in each country or region. So they old things like tech days so uh you mentioned the the belgian treasury association that they recently had a tech day and the austrian treasury association as the same and they get tech companies to come in and speak to traders about what they're doing not only what they're doing today but what's happening tomorrow um what they should be looking at in the future and again it's that for a non-salesy it's like we're here to actually talk to you about technology not just pitch your system um, and it's connecting people, but it's also really, really important things, particularly at the EACT level, like lobbying regulators. So speaking to regulators about the impact of potential regulations or changes to regulations, how that's going to impact the real economy, how that's going to impact treasury, things like those MMF regulators that we spoke about earlier. So there's an awful lot that goes on uh, with treasury associations, and they're always busy huge value add so for anyone that isn't a member of their local treasury association and there are tons of associations there's little ones popping up absolutely everywhere 
Japan, Greece. There's a huge established one in South Africa. Okay, and maybe uh, continuing on that, what's the what's the process to enter into such association? Do you need to meet a certain list of criteria? I guess you need to be a treasury professional, right? But yeah, what exactly. sorry, it really varies from association. Most of them will have membership criteria on their website. So mm -hmm. Some monetary costs involved with a, a lot of them, but supporting the organization awesome we'll do and we'll put a, a bunch of links in the description but uh, well Eleanor look, very much looking forward to meet you in person in that 30 minutes window at uh, one of the events uh, soon right <laughs> I'll put you on my list of two or three people to... <laughs> yes it is today a warm up so, no. <laughs> so do you guys work with them Eleanor like as yeah. team, are you guys associated with them or do you yeah. work behind the scenes with them as well we have um, a big association with the EACP, so we're kind of their official publisher, if you like. Um, we help them with events um, and all kinds of things throughout the year. And we also help all of the treasury associations under the EACP banner, sort of supporting them with pro bono administrative support, um, kind of just partnerships that look into publications. So we do a publication for South African Association. We do events for specific NTAs. So quite often with the Belgian Association. Most recently joined uh well, Reese join um and we'll be doing an event with them as well. So yeah, there's an awful lot of kind of support that goes on in terms of setting up their activities, helping them to develop those in-house secretariat skills, etc. etc. So there's a lot of practical support, but also that thought leadership side of things. And then our distribution kind of mirrors where new NTAs have emerged, so Japan, Korea, um, and there's also, we're seeing more now, we sort of try and make sure that our, our readership and distribution covers the NTAs as well. So there's quite an interesting little relationship between PMI and always evolving and we always love the challenge to, to do the next thing that they're looking for. Hey, anything specific you guys have done that you want to call out, like, uh, I don't know, topics or conferences you've hosted, something that's really stood out in solar collaboration? The IACT conference that we did last year in November, so that was in Dublin. Um, I moderated three panels there. One of them was a slight surprise because someone got COVID the day before and had to step in. Uh, not having met the other panelists. <laughs> it was a great session now. But the one that stands out for me was on ESG. And it was totally like no holds barred. Um, it was absolutely like a, a kind of ugly discussion on ESG and really, really open. Um, and I had so much amazing feedback from that from people in the audience saying that it was the best discussion they've had on ESG because it was just real um, and sort of looking at whether Treasurer was actually need to engage on ESG or not. And they don't necessarily if it's not where their organization is at, but these are the areas where you can add value if you want to. So that, that was one that was sort of stands out for me. But the, the main event for us every year is the EACT Summit. That's kind of our main collaborative partnership. So it's in April this year. Um, it's in Laul, in Belgium. And it's huge. Yes. Yeah, all of the NTAs come together. So there'll be sort of 10 people each of the European NTAs who come. And we have all kinds of different speakers um, who come and present on everything from like cybersecurity to trade finance innovation. I'm doing another session on ESG, so uh, yeah, that should be good fun. 
Finding a favorite topic here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have back on ESG and Treasury, so it's kind of my pet thing. But it's, it's always been an area of interest for me. So I used to work in private wealth management before I started in Treasury. And the, one of the ladies that I worked with, she was into sustainable investing. That was super, super early on before it kind of became a thing. So, um, yeah, I always looked up to her. She was kind of a mentor for me. And so it came through from there, really. But yeah, so the cool. Summit is our, probably our, our biggest collaborative event. And uh, looking forward to that one, getting the flavor of all the local things that are going on. Yeah, maybe uh, f following the trend of um, you asking us uh, the question back, Leandro. Uh, on the Treasury Association, to be honest, um, we, I mean, our knowledge is a little bit limited, but I feel Treasury is on the rise for sure, and that's a little bit the feeling we get from all our all our interviews. Um, also, as per the, the data it gathers, right, so cash um, and cash data or data related to cash uh, becomes critical, especially in periods of recessions. You named it earlier with the rising interest rates and so on. So treasury definitely is on the rise. It becomes more and more strategic and popular. Uh, that's something we touched upon with the TIS uh, thought leadership as well. So I believe in this context, collaboration between association and uh, between different actors, right? Banks, system vendors, um, media companies, and so on. There is everything to win uh, by collaborating. New solutions for sure. Our expertise is a bit limited in here, so I'm, I'm not going to speak too much about it, but for sure, uh, sharing knowledge, um, and that's, that's beautiful. That's something we mentioned earlier. Definitely, there is value in that. Uh, taking the time to educate people. And there are still, I feel, so many topics that can be tackled that we, we haven't yet uh, so much in Treasury in particular. I'm thinking about cryptocurrencies. You, you named it earlier. Is there something to be done here that would be really of added value and so on? I'm not sure. But maybe it's worth it's worth checking. Uh, maybe in a in an in-house bank uh, context or something really internal or between um, entities within the same network. There, there for sure are some things to do, and this will come from collaboration AI as well. We named it ChatGPT. I'm sure, like the collective thinking uh, will help advancing the technology and helping it um, well improve the life of treasurers, right? Because yeah. as you name yeah. it, it's a, it's a very heavy work. So yeah, that's uh, that's. The, that's my view on it. Um, what, do, what do you think, Sam? I mean, we've talked about cryptocurrency, right, Kim? Which isn't like episode yep. like 40, 40 something, 45, 44. Talked about Bitcoin as, yeah, in form of hedging in terms of how it can be related to cash pooling and whatnot as well. And so, mm -hmm. um, but definitely more to be explored, I think, for sure. I mean, I'd, I'm not so much of, I'm not a treasure, right? So <laughs> I, I couldn't really tell you what treasures could do more, but I could say that. All the treasures I've spoken to or we've spoken to in these podcasts, both on and off the podcast, um, I've always mentioned that talent has always been an issue. Treasury is not sexy enough. Um, we can't get people in. We can't get people to be aware of it, et cetera, et cetera. So, so coming at it from the content side, um, I still think there's a lot I haven't seen at least. And I think that's where Guillaume and I are trying to go with, with our podcast of just like outreach to the newer generations in new formats yeah. and new formats of content. I think podcasting's a big one. Um, I see a lot of white papers still in Treasury, which I think might cater to a certain demographic, but <laughs> but I don't know if that's what, you know, uni university students are re reading or college students are reading or yeah. uh, making them aware of what Treasury is as a career path. Can you kind of envisage a Treasury TikTok? Oh, yeah, that's like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> 
there's a TikTok for everything, honestly. <laughs> really still, I mean, here's the thing. The approach to my evolves, but something's better than nothing. So maybe you can get one with millions and millions of views. But you might inspire that odd person that's in some sort of mathsy, financey division and that you kind of give them a little insight into, you know, how cash pooling is done and how yes. um, the intricacies of, of uh, hedging and things like this. And it might just spark a, a curiosity, yeah. right? Uh, you never know yeah. what influences someone down a path. I'm going to make you promise now then that if I start a treasury TikTok, you'll both come on it. Well, I mean, part of making treasury sex again was us being in the treasury content space. <laughs> Game's uh, French accent was what we could fall for. <laughs> I don't think that we probably ought to there. We can do. <laughs> well, they beat your friend. <laughs> yeah, but look, if I don't know if there is any, but if uh, some TED Talks organizers are listening to the, to this podcast, who knows? Maybe uh, definitely down to organize one, and uh, we'll have Eleanor with us for sure. Maybe not for the networking event afterwards, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> That's something we would be interested in. Um. All right, we we covered quite a lot. That's that's amazing. Thanks for thank you so much, Eleanor. Um, I don't know if there is anything else uh, you'd like to add to either uh, major trends, TMI in particular, treasury associations, or any other hot topics that you would like to. Yeah, to I think we fell on a fairly good kind of whistle stop tour of everything. But the thing that is always on my mind is. Um, with all of this change going on, the treasurers being so busy and so much being expected, just to have an eye on well-being, um, mm -hmm. mental health is so so important. Um, I really do worry about burnout in treasurers. I see a lot of them that are doing quite much, especially those that are running treasury associations as well. So just be conscious of your mental health, be conscious of well-being, and check in on people around you as well. See how they my only awesome no but you're right that's yeah. super super important all right we'll put um uh, some of the links uh, that we mentioned already in this episode but uh, if people would like to reach out either to you and my advice is email or linkedin <laughs> get Eleanor to answer <laughs> uh, or maybe directly to tmi uh, because you, you guys are doing a lot where should people go if they want either to learn more or to be in touch or see where your next event is? Um, where should they go? So the TMI website is probably the best place where everything's together. So that's treasury-management.com. Everything's on there. You can email us, TMI at treasury-management.com. I'm always open to chatting on LinkedIn, as I said. So just look for me, Eleanor Hill. I've got red hair, so it's very obvious once you stumble across me. Awesome. That's perfect. Uh, we'll put all this in the description. Thank you so much, Eleanor. Thank you for having me.